So one thing that I hear from other single women is, oh, I'm just, I'm so discerning that I know right away, you know, if a guy is right for me or not. And so they like don't even date because they're like, oh no, like I can tell that guy's not right for me or whatever. So one big aha moment in the program has been the idea of literally dating for fun to just go out and meet guys and let every man teach you something. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Claimed, wherever you're listening or watching this. I have a special guest today with me. Her name is Nikki, and I'm so excited to have you, Nikki, here on the call because I know that your story in Claimed, so you are one of the students, clients, um, in Claimed, and you've had quite a journey and quite a transformation, I should say. And it's, um, you know, I'm pleased to have you here on the show, not because of, um, you know, your journey and your transformation, but also because I think you have become someone in the program that women are really looking up to and, um, you know, asking for advice. Like I, you, you were nominated as my top, um, you know, because every month or so I have these guests and the guests are women in the program like you who've been there, done that, who can share their journey. And uh, as I asked for this month or the next month, uh, who would you like to hear from? Most of the women said Nikki. <laughs> so, um, you know, that just shows that uh, you've got uh, some things to share and you've been really uh, vocal and open about your journey in the program. It wasn't an easy journey for sure. And then we've been all kind of like, you know, uh, I, I for sure was definitely um, following the, the progress, <laughs> let's call it. And then, you know, it's so interesting. I find that um, most women who go through, who ch through challenges, like your situation is challenging and I'm sure you'll share with us a little bit um, about that but you know the women who show up and do the work and go through the ups and downs and really are there for the good and the bad they really um, you know go, get on the other side totally transformed and you've been such an amazing you know just someone in the group who's really there for other women and sharing the journey and like passing I guess the torch uh, <laughs> forward so welcome Nikki I'm excited to have you here today so let's just begin with you introducing yourself tell us who you are um and you know how did you find about my work if you can still remember because I know it's been quite a while ago yeah okay awesome I um I'm 40 years old. I was married for almost 20 years. Um, I've got four kids, um, 17 down to nine. And um, well, my um, my husband and I started hanging out with another couple um, just all the time. Their kids were good friends with um, our kids. And just all of a sudden, one day, my husband and the wife and the other couple told us, oh, we fell in love with each other. Like they told me and her husband. And so that sent me into this total roller coaster. I thought my life was good and fine and all this stuff. And so it became um, this huge imperative to quickly learn, oh my gosh, can I save my marriage? What do I need to do? So I started like finding out more about um, relationship stuff. Like, is this my fault? You know, where did I go wrong here? Why did this happen? And so the concept of polarity came onto my radar um, 
really early on. And I started reading as many books as I could get. But even the books would say, this isn't book learning kind of stuff. Like you really can't mm. learn it out of a book. They would say, you need other women. You need a support group. You need to like learn this in a community basically. And I thought that was so interesting, but I had no idea how to do it. And the more I was searching for polarity, of course, my, you know, computer cookies start to catch on and they're sending me the right ads. And then your advertisement for the webinar popped up. And, you know, I was just so thirsty and so desperate to learn anything I could about polarity that I'm like, okay, free webinar, like, let's do this. And so I hadn't heard of your podcast or anything before that. I went straight into the webinar and everything just resonated so much. It was all of the things that I had already learned from books, but showed Showing me how to like pull it into a community and these relationships. And so I think even before I got on the discovery call, I was like, yes, I need this because I had tried for so many months doing it on my own. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing with us so openly that situation. I can't even imagine how, like, how was that for you? And how did you deal with that without, you know, having the tools that you have now? Because I know we've been chatting before and you're like, now I have the tools. So, um, and, you know, of course, having four children, um, there's an added layer to that. And so I'm curious. So before we jump into, you know, what happened on the discovery call and why did you sign up for the claim program to work with, with us, with me? Um, Tell me more about what, what I'm curious about, why polarity was, why did you, because, you know, I mean, the, the world of, you know, relationship and dating advice is like so huge yes. from attachment styles to like, I mean, you know, chakras and EFT and personality and love languages and stuff, you know, like right. you can pick your, choose your own adventure. But I'm curious, what really resonated with you specifically about polarity? Why did you realize that, okay, that is the issue here. Okay. So, I mean, this will get even more personal real quick, but, um, you know, you're faced with a situation like that where your husband says, I'm in love with somebody else. And as a woman, you're like, what are my options here? You know, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And, um, a concept that had been on my radar for a while was the idea of polyamory. And so I, um, foolishly jumped into, and and there might be other people that it works for, but for me, it was a foolish decision. Um, but I thought, okay, let's give this a try where, um, like, rather than shutting it down, I say, hey, let's stay married, but go ahead and explore this other relationship. And so in doing mm -hmm. that, um, I also went on dates with her husband. And so we kind of had, you know, trying to make it equal and whatever. And it was very, very interesting that when I went on dates with her husband, he would insist on being masculine. And so I got this new taste of things where he was like, no, let me walk on the outside when we're walking along a street or no, I want to plan the dinner or no, this and that. So things that I had been very used to taking charge of in my marriage, somebody else was suddenly stepping in and saying, no, actually, this makes me feel like a man if you will let me. And those were all brand new concepts, you know, in almost 20 years of marriage, I had read other relationship books. I'd read all kinds of other concepts. I was much more familiar with those, but polarity was brand new. And that's really what got me started is that I felt that with him. And then my husband was saying that he got to feel more masculine and more like a man with this other woman. And so I'm going, oh, okay, this is what this really boils down to. 
Mm, yeah, that's really interesting. And, uh, you know, thanks for, for, for being open about this. I can only imagine, you know, how, but, you know, in our program, I feel like once you finish the claim program and through modules, like your vulnerabilities upgraded yeah. and you're like, well, this is who I am. And, uh, and once you come on the podcast, it's like next level vulnerability <laughs> 2.0, you know, because, you know, in our group and on our calls, we talk about everything. Um, okay. So here you are in that situation and learning about polarity and absorbing everything about it. And you stumble upon my webinar and then you sign up for the webinar. And then at the end of the webinar, of course, there's an invitation yeah. to um, sign up for a free discovery call where we talk about, you know, where, where you're at, where you want to go and how we can help you and then tell us more <clears throat> tell us about the discovery call if you remember what happened on the discovery call and why did you decide to say yes to the program okay well i mean you're just gonna learn all kinds of stuff about me today because i'm not <laughs> necessarily a well, normal i already person. know a lot nikki but i didn't know that story actually about yeah. how it started for you so yeah i'm really curious <laughs> Okay, so I'm turning a little bit red, but um, right before I got on the discovery call, I actually pulled a tarot card because I'm like, oh, you know, that's kind of how I roll is just um, into some of these different things. So the tarot card um, happened to be one for apprenticeship. So even before I got on the call, it was like these signs telling me, yep, this is where you need to go. This is what you need to do. And then um, when I got on the call, it was while you were on maternity leave. So I actually did a call with String and Oh, you did? I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was kind of interesting because I don't think he really knew the answers to my questions necessarily because I was like, oh, are there a lot of divorced women or a lot of like moms in the group or these different kinds of things? And he was just like, yeah, yeah, I think there are. I think so. <laughs> so yeah, it was actually kind of comical that no, he wasn't That's very so persuasive, but it worked out fine. Cause I, I just had a feeling I knew it was what I needed to do. The tarot card said, so I actually had a reading with a psychic the next day. And the very first thing she told me when I got on the phone, she's like, Nikki, there's all of these spirits in my house and they're all saying the same thing. And I said, okay, what are they telling you? And she said, I don't know what it is, but they're saying, do it, like join whatever this is you're supposed to join. That so was really wild. Oh, like wow. <laughs> it was that level of like, um, all signs point to, I just have to. So, <laughs> so you didn't sign up on the call. You basically no. said, I'm going to think about it. And, yeah. Yeah. And then all these signs. And Hey, I mean, we have a different range of women in the program. I know that you're yeah. quite spiritual, I guess if you can call it that way. Hey, yeah. I have my own tarot card deck. Um, Perfect. and I pull it, you know, in the morning. I know you're a little bit more into all of that stuff, into your spirituality and stuff. And I know when I was reading um, how you met your current uh, partner, um, yes. like it was a wild story. I was yes. like, what is this? You know, all of the guides <laughs> and spirits and stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, awesome. Okay. So you signed for the program because you knew this was the right fit. And then now we dive into... What were some of your like two to three biggest aha moments for you um, in, in the program? Oh, wow. It's really hard to narrow it down to just three. I mean, you saw recently in the group that I posted 10. <laughs> but um, so actually, before you go there, sorry, yeah. let, uh, let me interrupt you. Um, I'm just bringing up actually your 10 lessons learned in the current program and I actually want to read that and then let's talk about you know one to three uh, of the ones that you feel are 
you know, like stand out really strong too. You feel like, okay, this is it. Um, Perfect. Just give me a moment here. So I'm just going to go to my home. Um, ten, oh, I know where it is. Hang on one second. Because uh, it was so beautifully written. And I actually sent an email to all of the women who are, you know, following me. And I posted on Instagram and stuff and because it was just so beautiful. Okay, here, here it is. So I'm just going to read that quickly. You say, today I feel inspired to share 10 things I've learned in 10 months of claim. To throw what those 10 things are will be a surprise to even me since I'm writing them as I go. Number one, always, always, always claim yourself first. When in doubt, when confused, when stumbling, when you find yourself wanting a certain outcome or worry, what men think of you and so on and so forth, Focus on yourself. Give yourself what you're needing. Prove to yourself what you're worth. Number two, let go of the outcome. Seriously, just let go. (laughs) And coming from you, that second point is like, wow, maybe we should talk about that a little bit more. Um, open Open your fist and let it fly away. No matter how certain you are that you know how the story should end. Nope let it go. Otherwise, I'd still be tormented by my exes flip-flopping instead of partaking in the current feast of love I've got with my committed masculine man. Number three, trust that it's okay to take all the space you need whenever you need it. You do not have to date when your body isn't ready to date. You do not have to make peace with your ex-husband co-parent when your body isn't ready for that. You do not have to even text your exclusive committed masculine man when your body needs alone time. And then magically, when your body says you are, your relationships can snap in that into that blissful sweet spot in an instant. Number four, be vulnerable. This is what you're doing. This means admitting your feelings verbally and letting them show on your face. It means admitting that you can't and don't want to do everything. It means admitting that you need and want help and advice from men, even your ex sometimes. Number five, receive, 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 accept the help and advice and gifts and dates and favors and compliments and see how good it all feels in your body. Notice how you relax, notice the relief, notice the the full joy of it. Number six, flow with every emotion. Take your relief to your mat so it really sinks in. Or your gratitude, your resistance, your anger, confusion, bliss, exhaustion, sadness, whatever it is. Teach your body to welcome all of it. Be a conduit, letting your emotions wash through as they please. I promise you'll feel so alive. Number seven, create your ideal avatar via funneling and believe he exists. With every man I met in my funnel, I learned what I liked, wanted. I added the yes, please traits to my mental ideal avatar list and the no thanks traits to a do not repeat list. With my committed masculine man, I literally got everything I wanted down to the blue Audi Audi that he drives that I really liked about an earlier guy in my funnel. (laughs) Number eight, be unapologetically feminine. I used to believe I needed an occasion to wear dresses or skirts or jewelry or makeup. Nope, this has been my summer of all of the above. Don't even care if my CMM is in a t-shirt and shorts. I'm in a skirt or dress 80% of the time. He loves it and so do I and it is incredibly sexy. Number nine, keep studying polarity and wild femininity. It doesn't matter how many books I read or podcasts I hear on it. I'm constantly learning more and improving my relationships because of it. And last but not, but not least, listen to yourself, your body, your intuition, your heart. 
I ain't here to circle back to number one. I know what's best for me when I'm centered and embodied and in touch with myself. When I'm not, I know how to stop and drop in as deeply as I can. This is where transformation happens over and over because it tells me to do another limiting beliefs flow or another wild woman flow or to play a certain playlist or to text my man or to message my support groups or whatever is needed. All your answers are there if you're brave enough to ask the questions. Mm, so beautiful, Nikki. Thanks for sharing that. So you shared that in, in our um, group and oh my God, there's like 40 comments here. So what really stands out to you? What is something that out of these 10, or maybe you want to add something to it now, <laughs> that were really, you know, some of the biggest, let's say two or three aha moments in this particular program and, and this journey that you've done? Okay, Awesome. Um, as you pointed out, as you were reading them, letting go is so, so, so difficult. So when I joined the program, um, my husband and I were still trying to make things work. And, you know, I jumped into lesson one um, about polarity and I could see all of the instant changes. You know, I had learned a lot from the books that I'd read, but then your program made it all really click in a new way. And I could see that he shifted as well. And so we did this dance at first where I saw, oh, as I change, he's changing and maybe there's a way to make it work. And it was like, we fell back in love again in those few months. And that was incredibly difficult because at the same time that was happening, he wasn't willing to let go of the other woman. And so it was like, he was in love with both of us and the polarity was in a way making it even harder on both of us. Um, and so there came a point where I had to let go. I had to say for myself, it doesn't matter how beautiful this relationship feels and the love that's in it. If I'm not okay sharing him with somebody else. Like at that point, I was very, very done with the polyamory. I was way over that. Um, you know, mm. that was like an experiment that ooh, in my mind totally crashed and burned. And so I had told him already, like, no, I want to go back to monogamy or this marriage is over. Right. And so I did have to make a very difficult decision after I'd given it enough time to say, no, he's not letting go of her. So I have to be the one to say, all right, let's go ahead and get divorced. And so it was about a month after I joined the program that I finally said, yes, for sure. I want a divorce. And he was making plans to move out anyway. So it was kind of a mutual thing that we drifted apart, but at the same time, it was interesting that, um, he felt like he was just going through a midlife crisis and I did too. There were a lot of signs of like, maybe as he gets therapy, maybe as he lives alone and figures himself out, like maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need a separation and then it's mm. going to work out again. So it was this open-ended thing of, yes, we're filing for divorce. And yet at the same time, there was hope still. And that made it really, really difficult because I was just kind of waiting and watching, wondering, okay, mm. if he gets therapy, is it going to change? Um, and so I waited a few months. He was telling me, oh, yes, yes, for sure. I'm coming back. I'm, you know, I want to be married to you, all these kinds of things. So I waited and I watched for signs that he was changing, that he was becoming more masculine, that he was really committed to this. Um, and we gave it another go in the spring uh, where we dated again. And I even put, um, you know, the 
the post up in the group saying it was amazing at first. Like we went on a new first date, you know, even though we'd known each other for 20 years and it was like we were new people because I had learned so much and claimed and I felt like a new person. I felt feminine and um, able to let go of the outcome and be surprised and just be playful and fun and so many things. And so that was wonderful to have that opportunity to see what it could look like with him. Um, and I don't regret that. I don't regret that I hung on that long, um, because I needed to see that for sure. You know, with four kids with 20 years of history, I wanted to Mm. see what it could look like, but in the end, he was the one that made the choice that he didn't want to, he wasn't committed to me. He wasn't committed enough to keep going. And that was finally where I got to let go and say, okay, this is how this works. If a man is not committed to you, it doesn't matter how magical it feels or whatever else. That's the point that I just had to step back and say, no, I really have to let go now. I gave it as many tries as it deserves. And now it's time to move forward. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a journey, Nikki. Ah, okay. So letting go. Um, one of the biggest aha moments, what else do you want to mention that, um, you feel like, you know, has been a transformational point for you in, in the program? Okay. This is one that has come up, um, as I've talked to other single women, um, that I think has been really interesting for me in contrast to, as I see and talk to other women in the program and notice what I've learned about it. Um, so one thing that I hear from other single women is, oh, I'm just, I'm so discerning that I know right away, you know, if a guy is right for me or not. And so they like, don't even date because they're like, oh no, like I can tell that guy's not right for me or whatever. And, um, So one big aha moment in the program has been the idea of literally dating for fun to just go out and meet guys and let every man teach you something. And so like you were reading in my post, there were even silly things like there was one guy that had a blue Audi and I loved that car. And then, you know, just put that on my list of, yeah, I think I care about what car he drives kind of thing, you know, and (laughs) So like the guys that I went on dates with it, I was able to let go of the idea of, oh, I'm only going to go on dates with guys who totally fit, you know, what I'm looking for. Instead, I just had fun. I went out with guys that I was interested in, in some way, if they had some quality that I thought, oh yeah, you'd be really cool to hang out with for a night. Why not? Right. And so, um, that mentality helped so much because I got to learn so much from every single date and just have a good time too. So yeah, that was a huge one. Yeah. And that's when you mentioned funneling, you know, and I love that you said, let every man teach you something because, um, you know, the two of the premises we kind of collectively hold in, in the claim program, or I hold and then the container hold is that number one, every man is a teacher. And number two is every man that you're going to meet is going to be better than, better than um, the previous one, because you're doing the work and you're learning and you're really looking at these men as teachers. What is this man teaching me about myself? What else do I need to work on? Why is this trigger? And like, it's really the dating field is really, um, you know, where I always say where the rubber meets the road is when you go and you see what's happening. And I, and I love this, that you bring out this attitude. I actually, um, 
posted a video in our group yesterday about because a woman asked me, you know, because we in, in the magnetism practice, there's this question um, that I guide all women to ask, you know, am I open to receive what I want, which is, you know, meeting my committed masculine men in no matter what form or shape it arrives? Like, am yes. I open to receive the desire no matter what shape, shape and form it arrives? And she was like, well, I'm not quite sure, but what, what, what does that mean? Like, you know, does mm. it, it, it makes me feel like I have to lower my standards and yeah. I have to, you know, give up on what I want and stuff. And I had to explain that, you know, I, you're right. So many women come into this program are so rigid about, um, you know, like, what do I want in a man? What are these red flags? And, you know, we are watching the YouTube channels and the Instagram posts. And he's like, <laughs> the 10 flags that he's not a committed man. Or, you know, if he doesn't pay the bill on your first date, it's like, I'm done with, like, even that, like, you know, Although I, I absolutely do agree that, you know, a man has to, you know, take you out and, and pay for your bill. But then we got to always look at, I actually did a video about this, you know, what does a man think when, when a situation like this happens? Because men today, you know, they don't know whether opening a door for you will be a compliment or an insult. Yes. They don't know whether splitting the bill will actually be an insult to you, which it is to so many women. But, you know, men are not mind readers. And so... All of these situations, I just feel like that's why I hate that whole like texting guides and here are the red flags and all these labels and boxes. And, you know, women today are just bombarded with all this information and are trying to, you know, reply to a text message via some sort of a pre-written, (laughs) pre-memorized, like it it doesn't work. It works for for, for a time, you know, in the beginning, but then like you still get to show up and that's not uh, a way a good way to do that's not the right foundation for a relationship you know yeah. so um when you, I, I love that attitude that's what we teach in the program like how to date and a lot of women say oh my god I have never date I I didn't know how to date before right. because we had this rigid idea here's my checklist and I go on a date and I'm like ticking the boxes you know thinking about are you my next husband is this is this the right flag yeah. I don't know instead of just really allowing yourself to have fun because this is what dating is about yes. getting out of your head and into your body and um, just really having fun with it that's it. like if you're not having fun and you're not excited to be dating then you're definitely not dating um, in the right way so yes yeah I love that you said that and so do you have another one for us? Like the, the biggest uh, third kind of aha moment for you? Hey, girlfriend. Before we continue with this episode, I wanted to jump in real quick and share an important message for you. There's a lot of advice out there about dating and relationships. Books, experts, and gurus, and even your granny has a surefire way to succeed in love. And most of it is complete BS. Well, maybe not so much granny's advice. As you may or may not know, I run a transformational 10-week group coaching program called Claim, just like the podcast, that has helped hundreds of women around the world completely change their dating reality with men, where they go from being frustrated and burnt out to actually enjoying dating and starting to attract some amazing men, men who stand strong in their masculinity, who are confident, who court and pursue you and plan and organize and pay for dates, but who are also emotionally available and are ready and willing and again, available for a relationship with you. And I've developed this program with one thing in mind, that you already have everything you need to attract the man in the relationship of your dreams. You don't need to change who you are. You are not broken. You just need to make a few key shifts and they all start 
from the inside. If you're ready to feel that kind of excitement, ease and joy in dating and relationships that so many of my clients have experienced and me myself, as you know, I have attracted my masculine men and now have a family with him. I have an invitation for you. Work with me and my team to get on the fast track so you can start seeing big changes in your life ASAP. Go to claim.com slash apply to sign up for your free, no catch discovery call or short interview with a member of my team. This will be your chance to experience our approach firsthand and to ask any personal questions you might have about the program and whether this is a good fit for you. It's also going to be our chance to see if we would be a good fit for you because we're not in this and I'm not in this for a quick buck and we don't work just with anyone. We're committed to your success and we want to make sure we can help you to achieve it. The good news is that dating and relationships doesn't have to be this hard. So if you don't want to wait around any longer wondering where are all the good men, if you need an urgent change and are open to receiving personalized help and guidance and want to invest in yourself, then apply for this no catch. There's nothing that you need to give us. It's just a free discovery call for you so you can see whether this is a good fit for you and so they can work on this together. So go to claimed.com slash apply. This will take you to a calendar where you can book your call, answer some short questions, and then we shall see you on the other side. All right, now back to the episode. Well, yeah, and it goes along with exactly what you were just saying. So I guess it was my number 10. My last one is you have to listen to that intuition. You cannot go off of a script or anything else. That's not how femininity works. Femininity is not a script. It's not, you know, Mm. do this and don't do that. It's getting in touch with yourself and that authentic intuition that's going to tell you um, what choices to make, what things you need to speak up about when it's your own issue versus somebody else's issue. There's really no way to know that except to get into here. And that was one of the things from the very beginning in your webinar that attracted me to the program is I could tell it was intuitive based. Um, And like I shared with you, you know, I like tarot cards and psychics and all the things. And so that was very, very important to me that it wasn't just like, you know, bullet points and guidelines of do this and don't do that. It's about, no, I want to return to myself and make sure that I am not overthinking, which is what I had been guilty of before. Mm. I love that you said femininity is not a script because that's what I see a lot in that, mm-hmm. you know, in the whole, I mean, there's, there's a whole thing about, you yes. know, how to be feminine, like Google into YouTube, right? And uh, wear dresses and candles and this and this and that. And, you know, and obviously for me, this has been an area that I've been studying and learning and developing. And through working with women, I've literally embodied this idea. Now I'm passing it forward that, you know, femininity is not, again, uh, uh, you know, you can burn as many candles as you want yes. and wear as many dresses and even put makeup. And like all of that, of course, we talk about in the program as yes. well. But unless you know yourself, like, you know, be, being a feminine essence woman and being feminine in your body literally means rediscovering who you are as a woman, um, right? Because mo- we know that most women ha- are feminine essence beings and it's all about, well, how does feminine feel in my body and how how what does it mean to surrender and what is it like when you talk about letting go I'm sure a lot of women listening or watching are like what the hell does she mean right and I am letting go but it doesn't work and so it's that um notion that you know here are the tools to actually well you call it intuition interestingly I call it knowing yourself through embodiment tools and so can you talk can you talk a little bit more about 
um, how how through the program you were you were able to get to know yourself and and get in touch with your intuition and who you are and what you want and not what other ten women want. I love that. Um, I think one of the big things as far as like why this program is so valuable beyond just the information, right? Beyond just the curriculum is um, on those calls when you are having us drop in and learn embodiment um, by doing it, right? It's not something you can learn out of a book because you have to um, Mm -hmm. drop in and having a coach and having other women there um, creating the space for that container to drop into your body. And I didn't realize how your body talks to you in symbols, how it talks in, you know, colors and shapes and sounds and these different things that we go into in the program that you start to realize how much is stored in your body that your body's ready to tell you if you were listening, right? And so having been stuck in my head for so long, that was a huge um, connection piece for me is that I knew that mental level of intuition where I would have words and ideas pop into my head, but I didn't understand the body level of intuition to where my body can tell me things that I need to do. And I'm still working on that. It's such an ongoing process to continue that embodiment, um, to getting more and more in touch with my body, restoring that relationship where I feel like I've been cut off at the neck for so many years. Right. Um, and so I hope that answers your question as far as yes, learning those messages and how they come and how to interpret the messages from your body. Cause they're not in words it's a totally different language I love how you said restoring that connection because we always talk about embodiment um, as a skill that we can develop and we're all born with it Uh, you know it's not like you know it's we have a body and therefore we're embodied we just need to learn the tools and and develop that skill so I feel like you know women listening right I just have one more question about this I feel like women listening and watching are like okay I just kind of understand what you mean, but can you give us an example? I think if you give us an, an example of, because you say images and colors, and mm. like, what is this? What is this uh, witchcraft or whatever, you know? Can you give an example of a situation or, or when we did a coaching session on the calls where your body really spoke to you and this was something that you, can't, you couldn't get out of a book, you couldn't think your way through it? Can you think of an example? Um, I do remember on, so... I had a couple of one-on-one coaching calls and in one of them, um, I remember feeling it comes in so slowly, right? You just are listening for what your body's doing. And so the first thing I felt or saw was a color and it was brown. And then, um, the coach will often ask for, you know, okay, what texture is it? And it felt like, um, wood, like bark, um, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of a rough texture and then, okay, what's the shape of it? And that's when it started to become clear. I was like, Oh, it's this little piece of like a twig. Right. And it, um, it dawned on me so quickly that I started crying. It was just like a symbol for me of how fragile and vulnerable I have felt. It was a symbol of, you know, I've just felt like I'm this tiny little twig, you know, that I don't have the support that I need, that I don't have, Mm -hmm. you know, so many um, emotional things. And it could be that, you know, I wasn't giving my body the support that it needs. Could it be that I wasn't emotionally supporting myself, right? So it's not like 
it's necessarily an external blame kind of issue. It just shows you, oh, this is what I need, like where my self-love is lacking so that you can then give that to yourself and say, oh, I need to support myself more. I need to create a better support so I don't feel like this fragile little twig that's going to snap at any moment. Um, so it's those kinds of messages, right, where you have to step back and go, okay, what else do I need to give myself? How do I support myself so that um, my body won't feel like this anymore? Yeah, I think by giving this example, you reminded me of why I love doing this work because, you know, for me, and obviously this has been my experience, but I've seen women time and time again, you know, come into this program or dealing with whatever we're dealing with in life and the, you know, most people, how we deal with situations and difficult stuff, and, you know, we're very externally oriented. It's always like he said this and I said this and it's all in the head and the story of it and it's very externally oriented. And so when we do embodiment work, when we get, when we, as you said, reconnect with who we are or we repair this relationship of what's going on inside of me, it also helps us get out of the story and the drama. Yes. You know, we see women come into the program time and time again and start with, okay, what do I say to this guy, right? Like, how do I date? And I'm like, hey, hold, hold, hold your horses, <laughs> you know, like this is not that kind of a program. Right. Uh, of course, we talk about that. But then the first questions I ask is like, where are you in the modules? How is your feminine flow? Because we know, and I've seen it, you know, we're like 450 women by now and, and growing every day. Um, when a woman gets in touch with who she is, with that intuition that you said, she starts to develop that capacity and that reservoir of answers, as you mentioned in your post, that all the answers are already deep inside of you. You know, if only you were able to get in touch with with that part of you that's buried deep down inside for so many years. Um, and so it's interesting that, you know, as we focus on how we feel, because most women don't kind of even feel anything as they start this journey, you know, we discover this whole world and we get so internalized. That's why I love doing this work because when we get internalized, we take radical self-responsibility. We stop blaming other, others. You know, we excavate all of our shit and it all comes to the surface. But guess what? You have a community, you have a coach, and we're all in this together. And it's this beautiful blossoming that I see in you and all the women who are going through the program, showing up and therefore being successful. It's like this beautiful blossoming of this woman who's sovereign in her being, who's like, it doesn't matter what you say or you can do whatever the hell you want to do. I know who I am. And this is where the true feminine power is really, uh, I mean, it has been for me and for so many women who've been through this journey. So thanks for sharing that, Nikki. That's really yeah. powerful. So let's talk about where are you now? And, um, you know, what is it, 10, 11 months after the program and having gone through this like crazy roller coaster, really, it's been quite a journey. Yes. Where, where, where are you now? Oh my gosh. Um, so I, um, I knew I needed to take a long break, um, after my divorce to just focus on myself. So I spent several months waiting until I was ready to date. And then, um, you know, going through the curriculum that has to do with dating until I felt awesome about it. I felt awesome about getting onto a dating app. And so that's what I did. I just picked one dating app that felt right to me and I jumped Which on Which one that. was it? Uh, I used Hinge. Okay. Yeah, so I liked that one a lot. And I had great success with it where um, I had plenty of dates, um, you know, 
to the point that I was scheduling out a little bit on some of the dates and just feeling great, having a really, really good time. Um, but in the midst of that, it was having to deal with my ex, right? And he was still, there was enough back and forth where it was like he was trying to keep me on an emotional leash. And so I was going to go back really quickly to what you said about letting go is for sure not as easy as I made it sound, right? Like I had to go down to the absolute depths to um, say no matter what he's telling me, no matter what promises he's still making or, you know, what little <laughs> piece of candy he's holding out still, like, that's not what I want. I had to make that decision for myself mm -hmm. and say, I'm going to move forward. And something that I noticed, um, because we do so much self-reflection in the program, was I realized I had a ceiling on the guys I was attracting on Hinge, where I, um, it was like I had purposefully or like, psychologically or whatever made it so that none of them were quite as good as my ex. I wanted to keep them at a certain level so that it wouldn't mm. threaten the possibility of my ex coming back. Right. And so mm. I knew this, I knew what I was doing. I just, I had to let go to the point of facing myself and saying, Nikki, you are self-sabotaging. You are the one who's making it so you can't find somebody better. And so I really had like a morning where I just looked myself in the mirror basically and said, it's time for that to be done. Like we are letting go of the X and we are letting go of the ceiling. Like I just basically told the universe, okay, I'm ready for somebody better than my ex. Um, and that was when my current boyfriend dropped in. Like I got the notification on hinge right then. And I just kind of, um, did this like, wait, what, you know? Um, cause I didn't expect that at all. Um, but I could tell almost immediately from his messages that he was somebody so different than the other dates and the other dates had been great. Like I had met so many really awesome guys, just nobody who quite was the whole picture. Right. And so this guy, um, Oh, just the more we messaged each other, I was totally head over heels before we even went on a first date. And there's part of me that's like going through all of the things we learned and thinking, I, I can't get attached to this fast. Like this is dangerous. And, you know, so trying to like do the work and flow and make sure that I like, okay, he's not the only guy out there. So, you know, I would continually bring mm -hmm. myself back to, nope, just remember, work on yourself. Like it doesn't matter, but I, I could tell right away that he was what I wanted. And um, so, yeah, by the time we went on our first date, we were both just totally into each other and that made it move really quickly. Um, but at the same time, I was having a good time funneling and flirting with other guys. So it was kind of funny that I had this like, oh, I'm super attached to this guy. But I also understood um, that the way to not be too attached was to keep funneling and keep going out with other guys. And so it was kind of that weird period of like, okay, like I'm giving this a true test of all of the things that we learned in the program and saying, I'm just going to trust that this is for the best. And it was because by the time he, oh my gosh, he launched into the greatest speech ever about like, you are the woman for me and I only want to be with you. And you know, you get this like amazing moment when as a woman, you are willing to wait for it, when you're willing to hold back and lean back and just let the man steer the relationship. And so I'm still, um, it's been 
three months now and still in that amazing place of he steers the relationship and he tells me all of these dreams that he has for our future. And I just get to sit here in like my feelings and my playful fun, you know, um, Mm -hmm. enjoyment of the relationship instead of me being the one trying to steer things and trying to push him toward, you know, Oh, the next level of commitment or whatever. And so, yeah, it's a really, really good place to be. Mm. So good to hear. Two questions here that I think are on women's mind. Number one, Nikki, is um, how did he react to you dating other men at the same time? And then two is you have four children and you have an ex in the picture. So how is that playing out and how did he react to that? Because I think that stops a lot of women, you know, from even dating or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Those are great questions. Thanks. Um, So, um, okay. To back up, one thing that I learned about him right away, he is um, seven years older than I am. So he's 47, I'm 40. He does not have kids and has never been married. So he was coming from a totally different background. And he's also older than me. He'd been single a lot longer. And he was just kind of like very honest with me. And he said, well, I'm not dating anybody else. And so that was a little bit of pressure too of like, oh, I know that he's focused on just me and here I am you know, dating other guys Mm. at the same time. And so it was cool because we had a conversation about it um, where I said, and this was just circumstantial. I had a trip coming up with a guy friend where I was going to go meet him on a tropical island actually in like three weeks um, from after I met this new guy. And so I was really honest with him. I said, um, for example, I'm about to go share a hotel room with this guy, like whether or not anything happens in that hotel room, like, you know, I was just trying Mm -hmm. to be as honest as I could. And it's interesting that this becomes one of the ways that you can distinguish what kind of man you're with, because Mm -hmm. he, he said, there is no way I would take that away from you. There is no way I would tell you not to go on that trip. Like you got to go on that trip. That was his response. And he said, you know, whatever happens on that trip, of course, you know, that might play into, um, I don't remember how he said it, but it was basically, he acknowledged he could get hurt by it. Right. That he acknowledged Mm -hmm. that it was a really vulnerable thing for him to say, yes, (laughs) that of course you should go on this trip with another guy. But wow, did I watch that going, um, you are exactly the kind of man that (laughs) I would want, right? For a man who could say, um, that he doesn't want to take any opportunities away from me, that he wants me to live my best life kind of thing. And so, um, it was actually while I was on that trip and we were on the phone together that that's when he claimed me and was just like, even while you're gone, like, I just can't stop thinking about you. And I just miss you and love you so much. And so, you know, the entire speech that came out ended up being in part because of this trip that I decided to go on for myself and that he encouraged me to. So. You know, I want to share real quick. I know we're coming up to, the, to yeah. <clears throat> our time, but real quick, String and I actually had a similar situation because I was funneling when I met him and you know, our story, we like had the worst sex and blah, blah. But yeah. when I met him, I was actually actively, I was single and I was actively dating, so to say, and I was actually actively being involved you know, not in relationship, but just like texting, sexting, whatever. I was yes. open um, with, with with a man, with another man. And as I was seeing String and talking to different men, whatever, um, this guy, he was in the U.S., I was in Mexico at that time, 
he decided to come and see me in Mexico. Oh, I think it was Brazil. I can't even remember. Mexico, whatever. And uh, I was like, okay, you know, like you want to come see me? Great. And so he booked his tickets, let's say, in three weeks' time. But little did I know that, in, see, like similar to your story, that in these right. three weeks, String and I got completely head over heels with each other. And I still wasn't like, there was no claim from String's side. I wasn't in a relationship. So I was dating. And so, and I was very open with String about, hey, there's somebody coming to see me. And he knew that. So I was totally honest about, you know, there's not, when we talk about funneling, I think a lot of women say, oh, should I like manipulate or hide or whatever? No. Yeah. If I'm not in a relationship, I'm single and I'm dating. And this is what really propels men to, you're, you're absolutely right. You will see, like I ask String, Obviously, we were married and already had the first, our first child. I'm like, weren't you intimidated by the fact that? I, and he's like, no. In fact, it gave me even a, a more stimulus to to go after you because I knew that you are an amazing woman and you're on the market of dating. And so you can really test for that. I mean, don't go manipulating, testing or whatever. But, you know, when you are dating other men, this is a great opportunity for the guy who wants to be with you to step up and say, okay, what's going on here? You know, I know you're seeing other men and I wouldn't take that away from you, whatever. So there's an element of competition there where, you know, the best man wins kind of a thing. And you really see his character because what happened with us, like that guy did arrive and I literally like came from Strings apartment to meet that guy and in that moment as I met him, I realized, oh, no, 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 no. Like I, you know. (laughs) And then in that moment, String, like I know that really hurt him. Like he knew I didn't do anything because at that point string didn't put any claim on me or whatever you know it was kind of like we're just having fun I'm like okay I'm a single woman and that situation actually propelled a lot of things forward just like in in your situation I mean we we didn't have a big fight he basically stopped talking to me because I guess this guy came and it was a whole like it was there was so much drama and I just said okay I'm done with our Spanish classes whatever whatever and then he said no let's meet and talk because between the blah 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 and this is where actually everything happened for us so yeah thanks for sharing that story Nikki and then the second question about your kids how did that go yeah so like I said I was surprised that Kevin came from such a different background um Mm. Kevin's the boyfriend um that he doesn't have kids had never been married and so I was expecting that I would probably date somebody who was in the same boat you know another single parent and so Mm. I guess that was a little more interesting as far as all the decisions felt like they rested on me more than on him um, because I had to be the one asking my kids how comfortable they were and, you know, navigating the relationship with the ex. But one thing that's been surprising to me with a masculine man is how much he wants some of that responsibility, wants me to like include him in things. Whereas I was ready to shoulder everything myself and be like, okay, well, I'm the single mom and I'll navigate it all. Mm. He made comments to me of like, why don't you tell me your problems so I can help you with them kind of stuff. And so, um, there were some really good lessons in, oh, even when I'm trying to take radical self-responsibility and, you know, be in charge of myself, the things that I think are my problems. Um, it was cool to see how he stepped up into like trying to figure out what relationship he wanted to have with my kids, like what it would look like on his end. And so he would tell me things about, oh, okay, I'm feeling this about this kid. And I think I could like have this kind of relationship joking around with this one or that one. And, um, And so those Mm -hmm. kinds of things have been 
really amazing as a single mom to just see that um, somebody like that, if if they care about you, they want to be part of that. They want to take on those masculine roles and, um, you know, be part of your kids' lives and these kinds of things. And so that's been really impressive to me. Um, and then as far as dealing with the ex, I thought, okay, like I'm going to have really good boundaries of like, I won't talk to my boyfriend about the ex and vice versa. And then again, he has surprised me of how often he wants to help me through, um, you know, I thought I had to be so healed. I thought I had to like get over my divorce before I start dating, but things come up like they just do. You're never fully healed. And so it's amazing to be with somebody who recognizes that a partnership means, yes, each person is doing their work and taking care of themselves emotionally, but he is always saying, that doesn't mean you can't lean on me. Like that doesn't mean that I can't support you through, you know, whether it's the ex-husband or something with your kids or whatever. Um, mm. I love that support. And so going back to, you know, my twig kind of um, image that I got from my body, I gave the support to myself as much as I could. And so now it's like I've attracted somebody who will also support me. And that's how that all mm. comes together in my mind. And it's been amazing. I'm just so, so grateful for it. Mm, so beautiful. Ah, thanks, thank you for sharing your story, for being on on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Last question before we wrap up is to all the women listening. And you know, your story is quite amazing because you do come from you know four children and divorce and all of that. There's so many layers here. And so for all the women listening who are perhaps in that same, maybe not the polyamory, because that's particular yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know like uh, women listening who are either on the on the verge of divorce and have the kids and or are divorced already and they're like terrified I know women with one child are terrified but like let alone four so what would you tell them in terms of what would you I guess encourage them to explore um, claimed and this avenue of you know signing up for a discovery call seeing if this is the right fit and then ultimately, you know, signing up for the program and, and joining us. Awesome. Yeah. For me, one of the things that really clicked with the webinar um, and the discovery call was realizing that this wasn't just about my marriage. It was going to impact every relationship in my life. I quickly realized it would make me a better mom to my kids. It would make me a better sister, a better daughter, a better friend. Um, I think you talk in your webinar about like tribes of women. And I started to look around and go, oh, I don't know if I have a tribe. Like, I don't know if I've been so masculine that I haven't like connected with other women. And so um, for me, it was a matter of, I started to let go of the outcome when I realized the only thing I could do was work on myself and that claimed would allow me to do that. It would allow me to become a better person for every relationship in my life so that whether this one relationship (laughs) worked out or not, I could be who I wanted to be. And that was what ultimately allowed me to ride the roller coaster of, you know, giving him as many chances as felt right to me intuitively, but also having the confidence to know that if it didn't work out with him, I was going to be okay. I would absolutely be okay. And I knew that from the beginning of the program, I just felt so confident in my ability to work through everything the program teaches and know that I was going to come out stronger on the other side, whether I came out, you know, back with my ex-husband 
or um, found somebody Mm -hmm. that was a better fit. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's why you'd encourage women to sign up and uh, join us. It's life-changing. It changes every relationship in your life for the better. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. So for everybody listening, you could go to claim.com slash apply to apply for your free discovery call and then schedule your call to talk to one of my team members and see if this is the right fit. And then if it is, then, you know, Nikki, one, I've, I'm sure so many women are going to join because they heard your story. So I really appreciate you coming on board and sharing. So thank you so much. And, um, We'll see you on the other side because you're still part of it all. So thank you. Thanks. You're welcome.